Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When Audrey and I had been married just three months, we packed up everything we owned. It fit in a 5x7 U-Haul in those days. And we moved halfway across the country to Issaquah, Washington, where Lutheran Bible Institute was located back in those days. I had recently graduated from the University of North Dakota, and Audrey had completed a couple years of college, and we had adventure on our minds. I was going to complete a certificate of biblical study from Lutheran Bible Institute, and Audrey planned to take whatever classes caught her fancy. And we were going to enjoy the heck out of that first year of married life together. I remember that first Christmas, and, and I wanted to get my, my new wife such a lovely gift, but I was a rookie husband, and we didn't have a lot of money in those days, so I asked one of the girls at school if she'd help me. And she recommended that I get some stuff from Bath and Body Works. Now, I'd never heard of the place, but she brought me to the store, and she walked me through the whole thing, and I smelled all kinds of lotions that day and decided to get several products in the scent called Cucumber Melon. And Audrey loved the gift. Uh, that was over 20 years ago now, but, but to this day I can still recognize that scent. And it immediately transports me back to that amazing time of being young and in love. Do you have any smells like that? Do you have any smells that bring you back to a place or time? Smells that conjure up emotions of love or happiness? Smells that bring you right back to a moment that happened half your lifetime ago? These days when we're cooped up, it's so important to be mentally able to go to a different place. And smells can take us there, right? The smell of fresh cut grass transporting you to a time when you bought your first house and finally had a yard all of your own to take care of. The smell of perfume or cologne reminding you of your spouse. The smell of motorcycle exhaust reminding you of that cross-country trip you took with your, with your dad. The smell of grandma's meatloaf reminding you of special visits to hers and, and grandpa's house. The smell of the barber shop the movie theater, grandpa's cigar, fresh snow, a spring rain, all of it can bring you back more powerfully than anything else. Today, as we gather on this Sunday that we call Palm Sunday, there is a, a smell that marks this day too. Now, unfortunately, we're not gathered together in the sanctuary today. You might have a palm branch you made from some paper using the, the tutorial that Pastor Megan posted on Facebook this past week, but I bet it doesn't smell like anything other than paper. But maybe if you concentrate, you can remember the smell of palm branches, that smell of fresh-cut greens, and be transported back to the Palm Sundays of your youth when, when you were part of the processional parade. Or perhaps remembering the smell of those palms might make you wonder what it was like that first Palm Sunday as the smell of fresh cut palms were in the air and people were shouting, Hosanna, 
deeply hoping that this Jesus who entered Jerusalem on a donkey was going to be the one who saved them. See if you can imagine that smell as I read portions of Mark 11. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road. Others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest. Can you smell those palm branches and hear those sounds? Maybe. Another smell that comes to mind for me is the smell the palm branches made a few weeks ago when Amsala and I burned last year's palm branches to make ashes for Ash Wednesday services. That's a distinctive smell. Maybe you can remember that moment when you were marked with that cross of ash, remembering that we are dust and to dust we shall return, that the the smell just kind of hangs in the air now, doesn't it? Reminding us that this pandemic is deadly serious. We just heard that in the coming weeks and months, nearly 250,000 Americans could lose their lives to the complications of coronavirus. The smell of burned palm branches reminds us of the bitter reality of death all around us right now. But there is a different smell in the room I want us to think about, a smell introduced to us by the woman in our reading from Mark chapter 14 today. Listen to these verses. While Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment of nard. And she broke open the jar and poured the ointment on his head. But some were there who said to one another in anger, Why was the ointment wasted in this way? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and the money given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has performed a good service for me. For the poor you will always have. And you can show kindness to them whenever you wish, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for its burial. Truly I tell you, wherever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. So this nameless woman enters the house in Bethany where Jesus is at the table with his disciples. She comes with a jar made of alabaster. Alabaster is a translucent material, a type of gypsum, and is is commonly carved into fine ornaments. This This was a precious vial. But even more precious than the jar was the nard it contained. Nard was a, was a fine ointment, likely from India. In all likelihood, this was a family heirloom that had passed, been passed down to this woman from her mother. It was an extremely rare and precious thing. Probably the most expensive thing this woman owned. 
we learn in our text that the nard was worth 300 denarii. That doesn't mean much to us from a cost perspective, but the amount was what a laborer earned working for an entire year. So if we just convert that to today's dollars, a laborer making, uh, say, $15 an hour would earn roughly $30,000 in a year. That's about how much this, this small vial of nard was worth. And she had to break the neck of the jar to open it, and she did. And when that jar was broken open and the contents poured over Jesus' head, the smell of this costly nard would have filled the the whole room. The bystanders object. It seems like such a waste. $30,000 of ointment just, just poured on Jesus' head. Isn't that a bit extravagant? Isn't that terribly excessive? And so close to the Passover, right? One of the responsibilities of a faithful Jew during the Passover is to give to the poor, to remember the poor. If this woman was so bent on wasting this extravagant and valuable thing, couldn't she have, shouldn't she have sold the nard and given the money to the poor? But Jesus insists that this woman has done a good thing for him. He says, the poor you always have with you. And he doesn't say such a thing because Jesus is being flippant with the poor and marginalized. I I think Jesus has established in his ministry that there is no greater advocate for the poor than he. But he says this line to set up the next one, but you will not always have me. You will not always have me. That line just sort of hangs in the room, doesn't it? But these words from Jesus shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone in the room. After all, He's been insisting for some time that he has come to Jerusalem to die. And here he sits in Jerusalem just just two days before his death and they're gathered at the home of Simon the leper. Now, I can't be sure what they were talking about exactly, but I know it wasn't remarkable enough for Mark to give us any details, probably just idle chit-chat of people in denial about what was coming next for Jesus And then this woman interrupts with an important message. This woman is not some eccentric, wasteful fool. She's a prophet. She knows that Jesus' time is short, that that, that now is the time to be extravagant, to show Jesus her love for him. Jesus adds that she has anointed him for his burial. She's reminded them all that this king has entered Jerusalem to do one thing, to die for his people, to give himself as an extravagant gift to the whole world, and that even now his time is short. So see, she hasn't just given a gift to Jesus, she's given a gift to them all, to us as well. That nard did not just give fragrance to the room that night in Simon's house. It's not like Jesus went back to his hotel and had a nice long hot shower. That smell would have been in his hair for a long, long time. The smell of nard would be the fragrance of Christ in the coming days as well. The smell of nard in Jesus' hair would have filled the room, not just in the home of Simon the leper, but in the upper room where Jesus and his disciples ate the Last Supper. 
And in the Garden of Gethsemane, where Judas betrayed him, it would have filled the room where they put Jesus on trial, filled the air as he walked toward the cross, as he hung agonizing on that tree. The smell of nard would have been there when Jesus' disciples took him down from the cross. It would have filled the tomb where they laid him. The smell probably still in the air even after he left the empty tomb on Easter morning. And in the days, weeks, months, even years that followed, these followers would have remembered. Every time they even thought about Nard, they would have remembered this woman's extravagant gift and they would have remembered Christ's gift too. So here we sit on Palm Sunday, stuck in our respective homes. Maybe the smells of being holed up are starting to get pretty bad. Laundry, dishes, body odor, anxiety sweats, right? But breathe in a new smell today, the smell of Jesus' love. Oh, how I can see that love and the care and concern people have been sharing with one another through phone calls and texts, running errands for our most vulnerable too. A love I have seen as as our seamstresses and and seamsters in the community have have rolled up their sleeves and gotten to work making masks and, and gowns. A love I've seen as people work to keep supporting our local businesses. A love I've seen as our schools have worked so tirelessly to stay connected with students. A love I've seen from our hospital as the whole staff has worked so hard to be prepared for the medical needs of our community. A love I can still see this Palm Sunday. A Palm Sunday different than any I've ever experienced as even in the absence of a crowd of worshipers waving palms, I can still remember my Lord Jesus entering Jerusalem to face his destiny to die on a cross, to transform even our greatest moments of suffering into the gateway to something new. Breathe deeply, my friends. Smell the fragrance of Christ and his love. And embrace the call to be the fragrance of Christ too. In the name of our humble King. Amen.